This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and uh, Air Filter Anthony, or Air Filter Tony, or uh, Mechanic Tony. Ooh, Mechanic. You you should... uh, if if I walk into a garage, I would expect a guy on one of those uh, little things to come out from under the car called Tony, wouldn't you? Oh, it, is it the little the little contraptions that you can lay on? Yeah. Hey, the Tony. Little, the little toboggans. Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, the the the, the cool running things. Nice, the bobsled. <laughs> the bobsled. The cool running bobsled. Yeah, out of the car. Hey, Tony. Yeah, that's exactly what I would. I, I he'd be called Tony. Ah. Ah. Because they're all Tony. Um, <laughs> how are you guys? It's always it's always a great day to be us, Nick. It is, especially when you've had cool cars to drive. Yeah, Nick, we have we drive a lot of cool cars, and we what? we get to we get to look good in them. We've had I've uh, I've driven two weeks worth of wagons. It's Wagon Month here yeah. at Our Auto Expert. Hey, welcome to Wagon Month. It's like <laughs> yeah. Shark Week, yeah, but Wagon Month. Wagon Month. It's uh, sensible week. I love wagons. Americans, not so much. Why don't Americans like wagons? You two, explain. Go. It's because they have unresolved trauma from Lewis and Clark expeditions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, is it I, because, like, 1970s have left a dirty mark on America? I was going to say it's the removal of the wood panel. Yeah. Ooh. we got to go back to that. Nice. Why do we get away from that? I noticed Mercedes has a bougie wood panel thing in there so i think they're trying to bring it back nice we have wagons in america but you put 10 inches of lift on them and call them suvs ah. it's true that's fair it's true the outback is certainly a version oh yeah that's right you drive a wagon but you yeah, hasten not to call it a wagon just that's call right it an outback yeah it's a jacked up wagon it's a jacked up <laughs> wagon I like they, they call too. it an suv at subaru do you feel like the wagon name is coming back with the Wagoneer nah. being being more popular now, I, nah, feel, I feel? They call it an SUV. Oh, okay. What they, about you? They could rebrand it if they spelled wagon with an E instead of O. Yeah. Wagon, wagon. Do you think it harkens? Well, um, the wagon harkens back to horses and conquering America, obviously, with Lewis and Clark. But... I feel like we should just have organic cars, a.k.a. horses. <laughs> well, you never know. Gas prices are over $6 a gallon. You might be going that way. I know. A bale of hay is only 20 bucks. <laughs> is that a much a bale of hay? I, have no, I don't have animals that big. Close. I mean, dog food is horrendously expensive. Yeah, your dog food bill could easily pay for a horse. I, I get my dog food delivered because it's cheaper. I don't know if it really is. But Does it come in on a horse? They tell you how much cheaper it is. It might as well. The It's handmade. It's, each kiblet is hand-pressed. 
handcrafted. Yeah, handcrafted. huge kiblet. Oh, God, I, hope, I really hope it's not handcrafted kiblets. <laughs> it's uh, my, I just, I, I don't often, the thing when you have your dog food delivered, you don't look at the bill. Uh, but you I've never don't. bought a hail of a hail of bay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a that bale either. of hay. That either. I don't have horses or wagons, and uh, um, so I twenty dollars a bale seems crazy. Your dogs are just almost big enough that we could substitute them. Bill is big enough, without yeah. a doubt. I'm yeah. not sure he'd fit in the Mercedes E-Class wagon that I have, but it's sweet. It is really nice. I want a wagon. I like the all road. I like the Mercedes wagon. I mm-hmm. like the, uh, I like all wagons to me are amazing, but I don't have yoga pants, and I think that's a requirement when you have a wagon. See, I do, and so we. <laughs> You're wearing them right now. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't done a, a single solitary yoga pose in my life, not voluntarily. I think you just did one when you put your foot up on whatever that's. Yeah, I'm stretching right now. I'm doing the inward bale of hay. The inward bell of hay. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm more of a prancer size guy myself with when I wear my leggings. What does that even mean? A prancer size guy? Yeah. Google it. Mm, you know visual. what? Maybe All leave right. that one for okay. yeah. yeah. the computer. Uh, I don't know if I want that kind of HR problem. Sure. Yeah. yeah. A prancer size guy. I'm not allowed to wear uh, yoga um, or anything body form fitting. You should. You're a beautiful flower with nice stems. You should have yoga pants. I'm not going to either Google that. Um, (laughs) But you do look great in yoga pants. Yeah, surprisingly for a big guy, I pull it off. You do. You're extremely fashionable for a big guy. Yeah, they usually they don't know what's going on. Why is that? Uh, I think because they have such a small market of what they. I mean, it's either duck print or stripes. (laughs) So (laughs) print. It's not a lot of. Not a lot Choke. of depth there. So they usually just get what they can get, but I am breaking the mold. So I talked to Brian Armstead. Armstead. He mm-hmm. likes to call it Armstead. And then he admitted to me the other day that it's actually Armstead because he went back and did some family research. But that's a whole different show. Um, so, And he told me that there are so many car brands that he can't actually even fit in. Really? Yeah. He's too tall. Oh, yeah. That's the my new problem. Z. The new Z. <laughs> The new Z, he can't get in. He can't? I know there's one car you don't fit in. Most of them. <laughs> is, what, is that from Korea, most of them? Most most of the ones over there that end in A, yeah. Uh, the Honda 2000. No. You didn't fit in that? Not even close. Now, I couldn't even get my whole right leg in it. Is there cars that you don't fit in? Uh... Under the general umbrella, Hondas are an issue. Not that there's anything wrong with Honda. It's me, not you, Honda. <laughs> Hondas and um, any two-seater that I see in your driveway, I get a little worrisome. Because <laughs> that automatically means it's a did, one-seater. Did you, drive, did you drive the Miata? No. For two reasons. One, that's just a, a driving joke. Like there's, I, there's no way people wouldn't take pictures of that. Because I'd have to have the top down. And it'd look like <laughs> someone just placed me with a crane on top of the car. Uh. And two, it was it was a it was a it was a stick, and and it's the leg stretching thing. I couldn't do it. I'd have to. It it would feel like those go karts where you have to straddle it and you have the gear shift in between your legs. I would have to do that with the Miata, and I don't think that's legal. Yeah, no, it's probably not. Mm-mm. There, it's interesting that I because I fit in most vehicles. I didn't used to be able to drive some of the older 
SUVs and trucks um, because the clutch had to be depressed so far, but now they have adjustable pedals. Yeah. Um, where the manuals were hard for me to drive because I couldn't reach the, I couldn't get the clutch down far enough to change gear. That's the third pedal. Yes, it is. Okay, got it. Is there any cars you uh, you didn't fit in, um, um, mechanic Tony? <laughs> I'm slightly above average height, I guess. Well, and how so tall I are you? Five, just under six. Uh, that's a guy who wants to be six foot. I mean, my online dating profiles when I had them. I mean, yeah, I put Ooh. myself as when I put myself as when I had them. Caveat: You haven't deleted all of them, have you? No, I've got I got rid of all of them. Those ah. profiles no longer exist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I send you guys weird photos all week. Yeah, you do. Google search of air filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so how tall are you? Five eleven. Yeah. And a half. <sighs> I heard that. Um, but I, I'm yeah, I don't have an issue getting into vehicles, but I did look up, um, there's photos of NBA players having to, uh, you know, in stories having to customize their vehicle so they can properly fit into it, whether it be removing the front seat and driving from the literal back seat. Why I would mean, you do that? Footers. Wow. You're an NBA player. You could afford whatever you want. Yeah. I would just not get that car. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. All right. I want to talk to, if you're an NBA player, give us a call. I'm going to set an interview up with you. Yeah, I have questions. Uh, yeah, well, we have plenty of questions. All right. Uh, now we've wasted plenty of your time talking about nothing. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what's on the show. And glad to say it's incredibly entertaining. By the way, if you uh, want to go to the Facebooks, uh, you want to go to the LinkedIn's, and you want to go to the Twitters, we're streaming live. You can share in the ugliness, which is this show and see it personal because uh, people are watching right now we're on live uh our auto expert who's on the show today mike cadell's joining us we're going to talk about the bmw r1250 1250 uh, gs which he has been uh riding uh, he's also going to talk about a vehicle we both have in our driveways the bmw m uh, x3m which I have to say is probably the most perfect SUV ever. Call me out on it. Go on. Why don't you? We'll argue it. Um, the console vault make a safe for your car. It is super, super useful. With all the smash and grabs, with all the thefts from vehicles, you can actually leave stuff in your vehicle now and have it safe. Uh, we'll be talking to Miles Johnson. He is such a nice guy. And I was in Nashville recently this week and looking at Hyundai's plug-in vehicles, including electrified vehicles that are just running on EV, just running on electric, and also vehicles which uh, which are hybrid, plug-in hybrids. Uh, Anton Warren will be here and Annie has his top five. Uh, so that's all happening on today's show. Lo- I will tell you, by the way, if your check engine light comes on, don't ignore it. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let their professional parts people scan your vehicle for free. They will retrieve the code, discuss the possible solutions, and even help you find professional technicians to uh, help you if needed. They can even help you find a service center online. Just visit O'ReillyAuto.com and click on Find a Repair Shop. When you see a check engine light, get the answer you need from the professional 
professional parts people at O'ReillyAuto.com. Our auto expert will continue. Just listen. You're listening to our auto expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. All right, Mike Cadell is the other half of Our Auto Expert. Mike lives in Nashville, and uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Nashville is the, uh, in the Centennial Park, is the home to the only replica of the Greek Parthenon, uh, and inside that Greek Parthenon, it has the tallest indoor sculpture in the Western Hemisphere at 42 feet high. Did you know that, Mike? I knew that. I knew it. Not only did I know that, but it is the only beach sand volleyball court in downtown Nashville at Centennial Park. So I will trump your Parthenon for a beach volleyball court. Oh, oh, and did you also know that Nashville had the first (laughs) FM license for any radio station in the United States? There you go. Did you know that (laughs) Nissan moved its North American headquarters here from Torrance, California? Oh, did you know that Nashville, uh, the Elvis (laughs) Presley recorded 200 songs in Nashville? (laughs) That's so funny. Good morning, guys. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. It's uh, overcast, gloomy, and not Memorial Day, traditional Memorial Day weather here in Nashville. It's uh, a little bit underwhelming. It seems like uh, the weather around the country for Memorial Day is a kind of wah, wah, wah. Yeah, it's been a little bit off. Um, but first, uh, guys, just a, a, a tribute and salute to our men and women that have fallen in service Memorial Day weekend. We uh, spent a lot of time around the barbecue, perhaps having a beer or two and, you know, barbecuing things up, grilling out. And it's always good to take that moment to, you know, salute our men and women that have served and, you know, those unfortunately that haven't come home. So Absolutely. just a little, little morning tip of the hat to uh, to those that have served. And those that are still serving, I guess. Remember and those. those of us still serving, although Memorial Day is for those that have fallen, uh, Veterans Day is for those still serving and uh, yep. those that have, have finished serving. So, um, anyway, it's a, a great way to celebrate. Hey, so I got to share this with you. I was telling uh, I was telling Anthony before uh, today's call. I, I got up this morning, and as you guys know, I've been spending a lot of time on motorcycles and bought some cones online. Went out, and if you haven't been to the BMW US Rider Academy, I spent some time training on my own bike this morning. Uh, in the rain, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, cones are my nemesis when it comes to bike riding. And they're important. Yeah. Uh, Memorial Day weekend kicks off a couple different things. It kicks off the boating season. It kicks off the camping season. And it kicks off truly the motorcycle riding season for the northern parts of the country. So, you know, I'm spending time both on boat. I will be spending time on motorcycle and started that this morning. And, of course, uh, it's it's kind of a weird week, you guys. It, it, it's BMW R18, BMW R1250, and the car that I've been driving this week is the BMW X3 M Competition, which yeah. I've got to say is truly an amazing vehicle. Yep, yep. Well, let's start with the motorcycle, since that's new for a lot of people around the country. So um, the, the uh, GS1250... Uh, that's uh, something that you n- took new delivery of, right? 
I did. I took new delivery. We talked about that a few weeks ago, but I haven't been able to toss a leg over the saddle and spend quality time on it yet. Um, between the BMW R1250 GS, which is their touring and adventure bike meant for off-road, and the BMW R18, which is their cruiser bike built for the North American market, you know, I think it's good for the listeners, those that are into, into motorcycling. I, I purposely asked BMW if I could do a slightly longer-term loan on the R18. So the 1250 I own, it's an amazing motorcycle. Uh, if you are into adventure riding, it's the right bike. But if you are into super cruising motorcycles, the R18 was launched in the midst of COVID, and it was a really problematic launch for BMW, just calling it what it is. It's a motorcycle that a lot of diehard Harley, Honda, Goldwing, Indian, Chieftain, aficionados, enthusiasts thought was a really bad choice by BMW to enter that super cruiser market. Right. So because I couldn't attend the program, I asked BMW, I said, hey, can I do a longer term loan? And I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I haven't been able to really talk about what the issue is. And the issue surrounds the boxer motor that was built and brought to market in 1923. And it's in an unusual spot on the R18. You can only run the pegs, so for shifting and braking in one location. But now that I've spent a lot of time riding this bike on day trips, it's an amazing motorcycle. And I talked to my dad guys about this. He was just here in, in Nashville. First time my mom and dad have been able to visit since we moved here two and a half years ago based on COVID. Um, my dad said, when you ride a motorcycle and your knees are at 90 degrees, the best possible position for you to be in if you want to be in both a performance and defensive riding position, which is exactly what BMW did with the placement and the boxer motor being lowered to the ground gives you so much more maneuverability. So even Andy could ride this bike. Oh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to ride it straight through a drive-through. Uh, you're not going to stop? <laughs> no, I'm just going to keep going right through it. Open the doors. I'm coming through. <laughs> It's a 900-pound bike if, if you haven't heard much about it but because that boxer motor is parallel to the ground. So the pistons go left and right, not up and down like a traditional uh, V-twin motor that you get in a Harley-Davidson. That lower center of gravity makes the 900 pounds feel, a less, feel less weighty uh, and slightly more nimble, especially at speed. Wow. Mm, yeah, I need to take taking notes. Squat lower. At I get speed. Quicker. Okay. At speed. All right. You got to be doing speed. At speed. What if mm. I? At speed. Yeah. I need to squat a little while I'm running. I'll gain speed. <laughs> Do you know you can put neutral and there's a reverse gear. It'll back itself into a spot because it's so heavy. Ah, I need to learn that trick. <laughs> That's a cool you need one. reverse yeah, gear. Reverse. Yeah, I need. You to need the reverse gear. You yeah. need the reverse gear. So between the two bikes, it's been a lot of fun to ride them. I spent time completely off-road today on the GS1250, and it's so capable. I went I hitting, hitting some hills, hitting, you know, it, we got a lot of rain over the last three or four days. Nick, you were here too, so you had a chance to see a little bit of that rain. But a lot of time on bike, and this thing just handles amazing when you put it in that Enduro Pro on the 1250, the adventure bike. So capable. I'm staring at it as I talk to you guys right now, and it's such an amazing bike. I posted a ton of pictures this morning on a variety of my social pages just because it's so cool you get covered in mud i did i got covered in mud i got wet <laughs> i wasn't pre prepared for it so oh. i only had a hoodie on with my riding boots and pants today but it was awesome man this bike is so capable and 
I think that's the big message is that if you are into motorcycle riding and I bought mine, I bought mine at the new dealership here yeah. in Nashville. It's called Nashville Motos. They actually have a, a, a Motos America dealership Yo. in Portland. Your wife's going to love washing those clothes. Mike, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll finish this off and we'll talk about the new BMW uh, XM3. That's next on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert podcast. Over 12,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcasts many more streamers join the happy listeners by iHeartRadio, pandora apple podcast spotify and ourautoexpert.com hours of endless fun await you i'm nick miles and this is our auto expert radio show uh, where two million americans get their automotive news daily uh, on the phone is uh, Mike Cadell, and he is the other half of our auto expert. The BMW X3M competition is what he has been driving, and consequently, um, I have been uh, driving one as well. Don't you think it's the most perfect SUV ever? Go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like Randy Macho Man Savage slipping to a slim gym. <laughs> it is a sleeper it's a car that you can pull up to a stoplight and literally like hit that accelerator pedal and shift through the gears and, and with a uh you know tectronic manual gearbox so you're shifting the paddles up through those gears and you can unleash you can change the driving dynamics of the car electronically so you can turn it into an all-out like fire breathing track car um to be honest i got a little nervous in second gear because i felt the whole thing just like it wanted to, it just was it was angry and it wanted to go fast um and it was so fun to drive but then when i put it in the comfort mode my daughter megan was like dad this thing is so comfortable the inside red leather seats it's just it's it's so performance oriented yet so luxury. It could be one of the best SUVs on the market. My only drawback is just size. You know, I got two kids that are teenagers. I got a hundred pound dog. It's it's a little small for all of us. But with that said, if it was my daily commuter, holy smokes, it's amazing. Yeah, I I for me, my dogs would never go in it. They have their own vehicle, but I I think it's amazing. I honestly think it's amazing, and BMW just knocked it out of the park with this vehicle. It may not be a great family vehicle because of its size, but because of its size is also the plus for this vehicle, because driving it is it's just so dynamic. So it's small enough that the engine is just absolutely killer. I mean, fast. There's less body weight. And it's just easy to sort of move around, I think. I think that's one of the things that really sets that vehicle apart, right, is that when you start getting into BMW's vehicles that are that are M-based, so that stand for their motorsport performance, you know, part of the line or, or brand, you're, you're now starting to talk about, you know, vehicles that are handcrafted. You're, not, you're no longer talking about vehicles that just come off the assembly line. They have a, they have a little bit more amazingness going on so let's just take what you said a minute ago the performance of what's under the hood right so you're looking at a it's not only a twin turbocharged three liter inline six but it but it makes 503 horsepower right, right. and and that's on par with 
with a variety of sports cars. It has adaptive suspension, three different, four different, I think it's five, five different driving modes. I mean, it, it, there's just, I like to drive and it's the driver's car. So that's what you get. It's a sport utility vehicle um, that has a whole bunch of power and performance under the hood. Yeah. Yeah, it they nailed it a hundred percent. This vehicle to me is um, just it is the most perfect BMW vehicle. Uh, anything else where it has more size and a bigger vehicle has more weight and then becomes such a heavier vehicle, you know, just really um, more vehicle to move around, and that to me is so much more weight and less power, I guess. And that's why I'm in love with this as probably the most perfect SUV ever from BMW. All-wheel drive standard. Yeah. All-wheel drive standard, uh, dynamic cruise control, 16-speaker Harman Kardon surround system. So, like, if you want to bump the beat, you've got that. I mean, it, it, the, the seats on the inside are so comfortable. A zero to 60 time, Andy, 3.7 seconds. As Nick would say, that's faster than the time it takes you to put on your, your seat, seat belt. belt. I mean, it's it's so fast. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. I think if if I sat up front, we could get it to 3.5. I think <laughs> if we push go the down, weight forward. Yeah, we can, get, we can shave 0.2 off that, Mike. I bet you and I could. I think we could do that. Starting price, guys, it, it it's a little hefty. It starts about seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, but that's uh, for, what I paid. That that's what I paid for my Marquee GT Performance Edition. So, to be honest with you, I don't think that's bad. Yeah, and how much? Can you put a price on the cool factor? I can't. Yeah. No. Yeah, there's no no doubt. There's a cool factor, and I, and I, you know, I'm always super conscious of this when you know listeners. You know, we test drive vehicles so frequently that we throw these numbers around <laughs> like. You know, like Oreo cookies. It's like, hey, throw me an Oreo cookie. Yeah, no big deal. Here you go. It's like this seventy thousand dollars. If you broke that down into a monthly payment, I mean, you're that you're close to a thousand bucks a month on a payment for that vehicle. Oh. Obviously, depending on how much you put down and whether you lease or loan, you know, you might be able to get it to eight or seven. But unless you buy it outright, you're going to be talking a pretty hefty payment. It's just a reality, right? Like we have to think about the reality of what these vehicles cost, but. From a comparative standpoint, Nick, you're 100% right. How can you get more car for the money? You're going to be hard-pressed to do that. Right, right. Uh, what does the real car guy in your household think, Tyler? Tyler loves it. He thinks it's amazing. Of course, for him, it's aspirational down the road. You know, he's not going to – he's still, hey, Dad, what are we doing when I get my license? Is going to be a truck <laughs> like an old Ranger? And it, you know, but the cool thing is I get to bring these home and, you know, he just, he thinks it's awe inspiring. Right. And for him, he just, oh, the seat's bad. Can we just stay in here? The seat smell. And BMW, it's almost like they, it's like Abercrombie at the mall. You know, when you walk by, there's yeah. always like a smell, like they yeah. pump that perfume stuff into the air. Well, same thing with this car. The leather has a smell and you know it's instantly a BMW when you get inside. Yeah. When the, my favorite part of the car is something so nothing to do with the driving and and that sort of thing. I had to go somewhere um after dark and I went outside and I don't usually leave the house after dark and I went outside and I I saw it it was amazing. Yeah, I clicked the clicker and uh the in the middle of the seat the M logo lit up 
in the middle of the seat, like in the middle of the seat, not just brilliant. It, it just it made my heart sing. It was so beautiful. Just brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. The whole vehicle lit up. It's got these incredible LED lights on the inside that just give you this really cool cockpit feeling of the vehicle. You open up the door, you see the M logo on the ground. A lot of makers are doing that, but I mean, it's just, they, they went to every which expense with this vehicle. I mean, the ability to just put it in a performance sport plus and hear that exhaust, you know, when you take your foot off of the accelerator and you can hear that backflow, that back pressure through the exhaust. Yeah. It's just amazing. I mean, I love the vehicle. Full full panorama sunroof on the inside, massive touchscreen, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, you know, safety features galore. There's no better SUV. They have done such a good job with this vehicle. I would have no problem buying it um, whatsoever. Um, and then... And it sounds good. It drives well. It's uh, dynamic. Uh, <clears throat> and Andy's uh, had an opportunity to drive it. The only thing I think that is sad about it right now is how it dents the credit card at the fuel station. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, it took, I, I took. I took. I accidentally took it down to like forty miles, and I went and filled it up with premium, and it was a hundred bucks. Yeah. But that's the premium, though. You know, that's the good stuff. You can't use the 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 the, the dirt water for the BMW. <laughs> the dirt water, yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh, it it's not cheap to fill. Um, but no, I mean, if you're paying seventy thousand dollars for a vehicle, I mean, it's one of those things. Like it, it's it's the tax, you know. It's the tax to look cool. You gotta you gotta pay the the cost to be the boss. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look, according to cars.com, and I saw it yesterday on the news, cars.com came out with their report for this weekend. 82% of Americans are going to be driving this weekend. Like people want to get out and you know, everybody that's interviewed, they're, they're frustrated about the cost of gas, but we're all still going to, we're all in it together. So we're all going to go do what we're going to do. I rode my motorcycle this morning. I'm going to drive my Bronco later. I'm going to go out on the boat with some friends. Like we're all going to go do the things that we want to do. And we're going to consume fuel. It just is what it is. Um, and we're going to feel that pain, and we're going to have to make up with it in other ways. I will this week, you guys, be doing a series of television uh, interviews on ways to save at the pump. You know, it's, and it's the simple things. It's, it's a collective, right? If you do all of these things, you can save at the pump. Remove all the excess stuff that you have in the back of your vehicle and creates weight, right? Put in a great fuel additive in there that keeps your system running, running the way that it should run. Make sure your air filter has been changed. That will totally slow your vehicle's performance down and clog up your MPG. Do all these little things. And then, of course, I know we're talking about the X3M, but just take your foot off the accelerator pedal. Andy said it a minute ago. Like, put it in eco mode. Drive slower. Uh, plan your plan your trip out. Don't go to the grocery store and come home, then go to the gas station and come home, run up to the sporting goods store and come home. Like, do it all in one. And then you'll yeah. say. There's two other things. Smart. There's two other things I always tell people. Um, one is, you know, it doesn't help you save gas, but it helps you mentally. That's blame Russia. And number two is go to the bathroom before you leave. That will help you save gas. So, those, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> those are the things. Go pee. Yeah, yeah, go pee. Because honestly, this get rid of the water weight. And uh, you don't need to be carrying that to the store and back. That's smart. Yeah. That's right. You do. Um, listen, Mike, it's a great pleasure. I will uh, talk to you next week, um, and it's always uh, awesome to do that. Uh, I don't know when we're going to see each other again, but uh, I hope it's soon. Um, It'll be soon, my friend. Yeah. We were within like a couple miles of each other last week, but our uh, schedules didn't allow us to uh, actually see each other. 
um, because we were both busy on different projects. However, uh, you can see both of us at ourautoexpert.com. You can uh, see our videos and you can see our Fox Sports show. It's just freshly up there at the website, uh, the Fox Sports show and many other videos. Ourautoexpert.com. Mike Cadell, he's right there. And uh, he's Love the other guys. half at, uh, the, of our <laughs> auto expert. We'll talk to you Bye, next buddy. week. Thanks, Mike. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Over 12,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert and the podcast is available on lovely, lovely platforms like iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and uh, this is Our Auto Expert radio show, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. Millions of uh, people, in fact, two million of them, get their automotive news daily from Our Auto Expert. Automatic Andy has been slaving away on the computer after test driving uh, with multiple different tests that he has, a whole clipboard full of features that he has to tick off and evaluate. And this week, Automatic Andy, uh, what have you been evaluating? I, I, even use, I even use science beakers. Because oh. I have to, I have to <laughs> you have see... A, you have a white lab coat? Yeah, because I have to see if the paint will will succumb to the, the rain. People are watching other... you right now on the camera to evaluate your facial features to see if you're tr truth-telling. Hi, everybody. You have nice features. <laughs> I do have nice features. My best feature is my face. Where where, <laughs> where, where can people see you right now to evaluate your features? At our auto expert um, Facebook page. Okay. Are we on the big website? On, we're on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, we are. And the twattage. Don't, don't. If you're on LinkedIn, don't feel comfortable enough to send a resume over here. <laughs> We're not hiring. We're not hiring. Yeah, but you can listen to us. So, Nick, I got to sit in the 2022 Audi Q6, the specifically the all-road Quattro one. That's a oh. lot to say, but there's a lot going on in the car. Can you go over it again? It's it, There's a lot of numbers and a Q in it. It's the okay. new this year, 2022 it's Audi. It's the new this year. Is it, is it, is it Audi or Audi? And Audi. It's Audi, like ouch, yeah. Audi. Audi. Because Q6. if you say Audi, you're obviously from America. Oh, I don't want to do that. Audi, it's all Q6 all-road Quattro. Nick, I do a lot of research, and this is unofficially the number one, like on so many websites. Oh. And then a close second, coincidentally, is the Mercedes E-Class that we're also driving, Nick. So there's a lot of hand-holding in this segment because there's a lot of wagons. Oh. I like to call it the Lux Wag, or or the Waggles. The waggles for a luxury <laughs> wagon. Sounds like a kid show. Yeah, I got to drive the uh, luxury waggles all day. The Nick. waggles. <laughs> <laughs> the waggles. It's There's a, a lot of hand holding with the waggles. <laughs> the waggles. <laughs> the waggles. I got, I got a whole like a little, synapsis yeah, in my head okay, now. Go. A family of four. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope you have a whole synapsis Nick, in your head. Yeah. Nick, you need to leave the ex the uh, automotive industry and, <laughs> and do and kids shows? kids jingles. Oh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, nice you got a hit here. <laughs> Nick, the Audi Q6 wagon's amazing. It feels like the e-tron on the inside. Yeah, the LED it, the LED lighting is very very dope, and it looks it makes it look like it's fancy pants on the inside. Oh, nice. The seatbelt connectors choose to light up like the Tron movie. 
because you can easily see to put your seatbelt on, so I don't want to hear it if you can't find it. It has a light on it. When it's daytime, it's super professional. You know, like underwear is iron and starched and the best-looking gent in the cubicle. But at night, the LED lights come on, and it turns into a love wagon. Sleek, sexy, and capable of making sure you pay child support for 18 years. It also... Says, yeah, I left my debit card at the club. So what? My assistant will go get it tomorrow and have another one. Oh. You know what, I mean? you know what oh. I'm saying? Oh. So now to the facts, Nick. What's new for this year, 2022? Yeah, what's new? Um, To be honest, not a lot. Because they, <laughs> they changed everything last year. But they did upgrade the tire pressure monitoring system. So oh, that, yeah. that's brand new. Yeah. Nick, that starts at $66,900 and it's everything, all the cool stuff you want in a wagon. So there's two trims, the Premium Plus versus the Prestige. Which one do you want? I would stick with the Premium Plus because okay. it comes with a, an insane amount of luxury items yeah. in dash navigation, yeah. Audi's cool virtual uh, cockpit digital yeah. gauge display, yeah. sunroof, yeah. leather upholstery, yeah. bang and Olufsen stereo system, yeah. and a 360 camera and 20 inch wheels oh um the prestige model comes with more of a more standard driver assistance features but we can we don't really need all those because we're great drivers anyway yeah who needs brake assistance when i have a good solid left foot you know mm. um in the in the engine there's a lot the a6 all road it's powered by a turbocharged three liter v6 that gives you 335 horsepower so that's you have all that to get down the yeah. road it's really quick, Nick. The seven-speed automatic transmission and the Quattro's all-wheel drive system are both standard. Oh. Zero to 60 only took 5.1 seconds, yeah. 0.2 faster than myself. Yeah. The A6 all-road <laughs> rides on an adjustable air suspension, which provides a plush ride, even greater control in venturing off-road, Nick, because it's taller. You get 1.2 extra inches of height, which means your undercarriage will be fine in a tsunami. <laughs> The you get a lot of, of miles per gallon. You get twenty miles per gallon in the city and twenty six on the highway. And the average of that would be twenty two if you're doing math at home. Oh yeah. The inside's super, super, super nice. Um the interior sleek and modern and well crafted and high quality materials. They didn't cut corners here. The climate control and driving modes are adjusted. Nick, there's a touch screen in the center console, and there's two. Yeah. The dual screen setup has a hepatic feedback, so when you're clicking on it, it, it gives you a little buzz. It feels like you're on a computer, but you're not. You're driving. Some drivers find it distracting. I uh, thought the contrary. Not only did it help me focus, but it made me feel like I was doing so much more than driving, like I was piloting a spaceship. The A6 all-road fits nine cases behind the rear seat and held 20 wow. in total with the seats stowed. There's wow. 30 cubic feet with the rear seats folded up. Nick, on it's the many. inside, it has its own digital screen for controlling cabin climates. Mm. So that means that people in the back can have it hot while I have it. Cold. A refrigerator up yeah, front. Yeah, yeah, that's you. The A6 all-road features. It's a second display that comes from the dashboard. There's so many screens, and you get... It's an 8.8-inch screen, and you get um, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. That's already good to go. You don't, uh, Nick, I don't have to plug nothing in. Oh, that's no. nice. Yeah. The virtual cockpit gauge cluster is large. It's 10.1 inches, Nick. And it also provides a 10-speaker audio system. But we upgraded to the 16 one from the Bang & Olufsen guys. Yeah. It's a 3D premium sound system, so you're hearing. 3D? You can hear shapes. Oh, 
and I and Nick, <laughs> I desired that, and so I had a big old Grammy performance in this thing. I bet you did. I sang my little heart out. Ah. It was. Yeah, it did. There was a lot of Whitney Houston in it. Yeah. He sang the Waggles theme song. I heard. Yeah, the Waggles. 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 Nick, it has an overall five-star safety rating from the National Highway of Test Cars Institute. <laughs> All right. So, it's Nick, one on me. Nick, do does this? Does the 2022 Audi A6 all road all road Quattro get the stamp of approval? Does it? The dynamic taillights are beautiful to watch. They dance and do patterns when you look in the car when you unlock the car and lock it. It's the 335 horsepower, the dual monitor hepatic touchscreens, the Audi rings of support, so superiority. Uh-huh. So, yes, I would buy one, and then I would also buy its cousin, the RS6 Avant, as well. Oh, look at that. The that stamp one, of approval from our waggle-loving friend, stamp. Automatic Andy. I would buy, if you guys are in the market and have $70,000 for a wagon, this, too, could be yours. Oh. I would buy it. Stamp of approval. There's well so many nice things. Nick, it's really nice on the inside. Uh, I think you did a great job there, Waggle Lover. It's extra nice. There you go. That's uh, Automatic Andy for you, everybody. Well done, Automatic Andy. A6 Waggle. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you win. All right, we'll have another one from you later on, plus more. Stand by. We're going to go to Nashville next. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automatic news daily. Uh, joining us in the studio is Automatic Andy and uh, Air Filter Anthony. Um, so you guys know that I spelt some uh, spelt. I spent some time in Nashville this week. Did you know that uh, hot chicken comes from Nashville? I was I was just gonna ask you if you had any Nashville hot chicken because uh, it sounds good. Being a vegan, that's highly unlikely. <laughs> Did you have any Beyond Hot Chicken? No, I didn't have it. <laughs> I wasn't Beyond Hot Chicken. I didn't have any Beyond Hot Chicken. Um, Nashville's a super interesting. I went to uh, Justin Timberlake's bar. And we got nicely settled outside. I had a nice big bottle of Pellegrino and started raining. Oh, notice Crimea River. Did it come on? Yeah, no. Oh. But then we went inside and every different floor has uh, music playing. They have different bands on every different floor. Um, you can't, by the way, if you wanted to get away from music in Nashville, good luck with that. Uh, because not only is there every single place is just packed with music. There, up and down the streets, there is the bridal showers. <laughs> There's like a million bridal showers going on every day of the week. And they have these, um, I don't know what they call it. They're like these bars where they're, they're cycle bars. So, so all the, 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 the bride's party sit and they pedal and some guy serves beer to them all. <laughs> like he pours beers and they drink beers and they they're these like per, they they pedal at the same time around and he just gives them beers. What? You and have he, to have rhinestone jeans though to yeah. get on those. <laughs> and Nashville. they all scream like they're all screaming all the time. And these things these pedal bars go up and down the street the whole time. Um so it's it's 
crazy. The whole and they give you earplugs in all the hotels because like the noise oh is my gosh. it's constantly going on. I mean, every there's so many songs that were recorded there. Jingle Bell Rock was recorded there. The Bunny Hop, Hokey Pokey was recorded there. Like the Country Music Hall of Fame is there. Um, there, it's just like Music City, USA. It's like over 350 of the most famous songs were written there. It's crazy. But we weren't there for songs. We were no. there for Hyundai's, Hyundai's Electrified Vehicles, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, and Miles Johnson is joining us on the phone. Uh, Miles, I was thinking this morning that I was going to be talking to you. And I'm very happy that my parents didn't call me Miles because then I would have been Miles Miles. And you, you were probably, you were probably very happy that your parents didn't call you John, because then you would have been John Johnson. <laughs> so, well, uh, I've got a twin brother. His name is Mitch, so it's Mitch and Miles. Uh, oh, there M&M you go. That's what we were called as kids. <laughs> That's so, great. Uh, That's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so, did you enjoy your time in Nashville? Oh, what a great city! I think it's changed tremendously since. The last time I was been had been there, uh, the new arenas downtown, those honky tonk bars, and what a fun place to uh, drive uh, some new electric or an electrified vehicles. It was a great time. Yeah, it's definitely a party city, and it doesn't seem to sleep at all. Um, it's kind of like the new Vegas almost, without the gambling, which is what a lot of people like. Um, you at uh, Hyundai have an amazing amount of electrified vehicles. I'm looking down the list here and it's pretty endless. I think people sort of see the Ionic 5, which is your latest all-electric vehicle, your all-electric SUV, um, as the top of the pile. But there is a lot of vehicles in your lineup, including um, plug-in hybrids and even your Nero, which is your... Uh, hydrogen vehicle, you've got a huge amount of electrified and um, alternative fuel vehicles in your family. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you look at the Tucson plug-in hybrid, Santa Fe hybrid, plug-in hybrid, those are really outstanding vehicles. Um, You know, when you drive a Santa Fe plug-in hybrid, you know, it's about 40 miles on electric um, so it's super quiet, super comfortable. And then when that 40 miles expires, it's just a regular hybrid and drives like a regular, a regular hybrid. So extremely fuel efficient, uh, powertrains. And we just have a really good variety of all kinds of, uh, uh, powertrains and choices and sizes and, and shapes and designs that really, really resonate well with, with shoppers right now. And even vehicles like the Santa Fe um, qualify for some kind of assistance with uh, federal tax credits. It's not just the only it, the EVs, right? That's true. And the pricing on these vehicles is extremely competitive now. Um, and it really gives you a great choice if you're going to plug it, uh, if you can charge at home, uh, which most people can, uh, even with a 110 volt outlet, you can charge these smaller batteries at home on these plug-in hybrids and, and take the uh, benefits with you when you uh, hit the road. 
Um, and then you mentioned the Ionic 5. I mean, that vehicle has just been a grand slam home run for us uh, from a design standpoint, from a efficiency standpoint. Uh, it's a concept car on wheels. It's just been a fun vehicle to launch. In my career, uh, it reminds me when we launched the very first Hyundai Genesis uh, in terms of a flag, flagship vehicle. It, it really is our future. Yeah, so it's the beginning of the Ionic brand or the Ionic family. The five is the first um, separating the Ionic out as its sort of its own family brand. Uh, there is the Ionic six coming later this year, and then there'll be several more Ionics uh, coming under their sort of own umbrella. That's absolutely right. And uh, uh, June 21st or June 20th is when we'll unveil the teaser images of that Ionic 6, which looks like the Hyundai Prophecy concept, which is a really nice concept vehicle. And then the larger vehicle, the 7, is due uh, a little bit farther out. Um, but that, that larger 7-passenger all-electric vehicle will be really uh, positioned for the U.S. market. And then... Um Obviously, the the sort of the brand will then become the sort of nameplate for your EVs uh, moving forward. Uh, but you're not sort of abandoning um, the gas vehicles altogether. You'll build whatever Americans ask for, right? Absolutely. Whether it's hybrid, plug-in hybrid, fuel cell, um, all electric. Um, we just announced a new battery and assembly plant going in Georgia where we're going to build 300,000 bad, uh, bad vehicles from the Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis brands out of one facility. So as a company, we're very, very aggressive in the green vehicle space. And um, like I said, you go into a Hyundai dealership right now, uh, there's lots of choices, but those choices are only going to expand in the future. And that's one of the things that you've sort of spent some time doing at Hyundai is, is looking at what Americans wanted. And they sort of wanted these vehicles to be built um, in the United States. And you sort of responded to that. Um, but you're also building for a worldwide audience as well. And uh, the plan is to be able to have some of these vehicles f outside of the United States. But building, building them in the United States or, or building components in the United States was super important, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, we're committed to this market. We have been for a long time with our plant in Alabama and their other plant in West Point, Georgia. So this is the... Uh, you know, the largest facility uh, outside of our uh, home in South Korea, uh, in terms of, you know, you're going to have three or four plants, if you include the battery plant, all within about a four-hour drive of each other uh, down south there. So that's very significant for us, and I think, you know, uh, we're committed to the U.S. market, and we have been, and and uh, we continue to grow. We had our best first quarter ever as a con uh, in the history of the company. I've been here 17 years, never seen anything like it in terms of uh, uh, sales and profits and, and things like that. So we're, we're doing really, really well right now. And we've just got so much momentum. And it's a fun time to be in the car business.
Now, all of your commitment, your quality, your warranty and everything seems to have paid off because uh, this has also been a stellar few years for awards. You've walked away with quite a few titles. Yeah, you know, I, I think the warranty uh, was one major milestone, but then also the investments we've made in design. Um, Sanya Lee's team, he's a rock star designer in, in uh, uh, Namyang, South Korea, uh, has just one after another, you know, created these these products that stand out. Um, we call it the uh, chess set. Each piece looks a little bit different, but they're all on one team. And I think it really helps because when customers start shopping, they can they can find something very unique, um, and there's a lot of choices. Yep, and uh, so that's helped you take away a North American uh, car truck or SUV award of the year, which has been kind of nice. Yeah, we won all three of those awards, as I recall, a World Electric Vehicle, World Car of the Year, and, and Best Design of the Year. Uh, so that was a, a triple winner for us. Yeah, that's uh, that's been uh, that shows your commitment. Well, Miles, it's really been great to have you on the show, and congratulations. And uh, obviously, uh, the sales have been uh, just happening uh, fast and uh, very quickly for you. And if you want to test drive one of these vehicles, I just suggest you head to your Hyundai dealer as soon as possible because they are flying off the lots. Uh, my favorite has to be the uh, Ionic 5. It's uh, one of the best electric cars out there, if not my favorite of this very second. Miles Johnson works for Hyundai of North America. I'm Nick Miles, and this is our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show. Our Auto Expert website is ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, read automotive stories, and watch automotive videos. It's all at Our Auto Expert, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily at all of those videos. Oh boy, are they exciting. Automatic Annie is here and Air Filter Anthony. Uh, by the way, Automatic Andy, have you been driving a Honda Passport Trail Sport? All-wheel drive. All-wheel drive. There's oh, it's you know, a big a dramatic pause. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> it's a big it's a, there's I don't understand why Honda did this. Um, but it's the the Honda Passport Trail Sport, all wheel drive. We could call a guy. Honda Passport Trail Sport. Honda Passport uh, Trail Sport. Pass. pass trail did trail you, pass. Did you just get passed by a Honda Passport Trail Sport? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh look, that's the new Honda Passport Trail Sport. <laughs> Nick, it's the ultimate single dad car. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a dad, but you know someone had to sign off on that, right? Yeah. A lot of people. Should did. we make a Honda Passport Trailsport? Or should we pass on the Honda Passport Trailsport? On our on our next episode, we're gonna have Carl Pulley from Honda, so we maybe we can ask him a yeah. little bit more about that on our next show. Who who passed the Passport Trailsport name, or should you have passed on the Passport Trailsport name? Because it could just be probably put into one. Like instead of it being a Passport Trailsport, couldn't it just be the Honda Trailsport. Andy, is there a USB yeah. port in the? Trail Sport Passport. There's a USB and a USB-C port in the Trail Sport Passport. Oh, okay. Um, if I was a dad, this is what I would dad in. It's <laughs> it's it's much more useful for a family, though. 
And it's a really good car to sing Disney songs in. Okay. The Passport Trailsport uh, is spacious. It's comfortable and in true Honda style, relentlessly competent. You aren't just going to get a better car in my expertise and or an easier to say. Well, no, all of them are easier to say than this one. The Trail Sport is Honda's answer to Toyota's TRD and Subaru's Wilderness, Nick. The Passport is the first SUV to get the trim, even though Passport Trail Sport is a mouthful. I just, I really have some questions for Honda about that one. <laughs> Nick, the first thing you see on a car is the car, but the outside of it. And okay. the performance upgrades for the Trail Sport models eventually will come eventually, but for now... It's basically just a, a do-over on the outside. Okay. It's limited to style and appearance upgrades, more like like more aggressive bumpers. Because okay. if you were to bump into something, you do it angrily. Yeah, yeah. And there's no, a, no one needs you to port angrily into that. No, don't do that. Oh. And there's a trim-specific grill, and uh-huh. then there's sidewall treads on all-season tires. Okay. And essentially, the SUV just looks cooler. Okay. Which is the only thing really the passport needed. It has yeah. enough going on in the inside. We just needed to take a look on what the outside was going on. Yeah. So on the inside, it's very it's very cathedral like, but oh, okay. with modern slashes. Yeah. Because the lines are very soft but aggressive. Yeah. The cabin feels wide and spacious. No matter how close I moved my seat, I never felt like I was I was able to not reach anything. I was in reach of everything, which is nice because when you're a single dad. Sometimes the bottle falls on the floor and you got to be able to get it. I was able to get the bottle. And that that's saying something because there's not a lot of room usually when I'm in the car. The rear seating area offers adult size space. And because there's no third row, you get a massive 41 cubic feet of trunk space with the seats up. That's That's 41, not just feet, but cubic feet. Oh. So it's much more. Yeah. Nick, the engine, it's not, it's a, a sports car. This is not going to be that, but it will get you to your coffee a scotch quicker than most. It yeah. does have a little bit of get to it. Honda offers you adequate get up and get it from a bog standard midsize crossover powertrain. A 280 horsepower naturally aspirated 3.5 liter V6. What's wow. the naturally aspirated mean? Does that mean there's an organic hole that it goes through? <laughs> no turbo, yeah. Na- naturally aspirated means no turbo. Yeah, they could just Partly. they could just say that. Yeah, okay. Is that does it have anything to do? Is it better for the environment because it's natural? No. Okay. Uh, it's a three point five liter V six that gets paired with a smooth nine speed automatic transmission. Uh huh. The Trail Sport does not give the Passport off road upgrades, but the SUV remains quite capable without them. I was able to go over many a dirt mounds. Not a problem. It was Dead easy. Mounds. Mm-hmm. The Passport has 8.1 inches of ground clearance, uh, a solid all-wheel drive system, and a 5,000-pound towing capacity. So that's, I mean, Nat, do you guys see what I mean now? Like, it's yeah. a very well-rounded, capable car. Oh, great. The uh, drawback is that you you have a body-on-frame SUV-like fuel economy, yeah. and it's only 19 miles per gallon in the city, but... You you have to give up a little bit of that to your single dad. You know you gotta look cool. Um, in the in the tech and safety department, you need those Apple CarPlay and Android Auto 
are already in it. Nick, I didn't. I Nick, I didn't need any cables. Oh, at all. Oh, for a concert or yeah. to get back to your house. Yeah, I was able just. It just knew. Yeah, and that's what really makes me happy when you get in the car and it just kind of knows because I'm 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 tired of having to hit the the button to get in. It right. just knows. Right. Um, Nick has a wireless charger, oh. so I was able to charge my phone while I was having a concert. Oh, in that concert, did you uh, listen to? Portugal the man in your passport trail sport or maybe you listen to David Bowie the port of Amsterdam in your passport trail sport oh okay no I didn't I listened to Simon and Gar- Garfunkel who put the port in the port support to port <laughs> <laughs> I'd use I'd listen to that song in the oh. trail trail sport passport oh. all wheel drive okay Nick there's tons of power outlets and USB connections. Like there's a lot in okay. places that I didn't even think in the car that you would put it. Okay. And then there's a Wi-Fi hotspot. Um, and then there's blind spot notification and lights, which were really nice because the lights helped me as opposed to like the buzzing and the auto moving of the car. I don't like it when the car moves itself when it thinks me you neither. have a problem. Me neither. And FYI, the rear seat uh, reminder will trigger if you have a block of cheese or ham in the, in the back. <laughs> It'll let you know that no one no one is in it. Um, you will get the Honda Sensing Suite. When activated, you get all the standard good stuff, the road departure mitigation, adaptive cruise control, collision mitigation, braking system, um, which is much, much needed for yours truly. So yeah. we're at the end of the car. Nick, yeah. it's time. Yeah. Does the 2022 Does Honda Passport Trail Does Sport... It? All-wheel drive, get Quick. the stamp of approval. Quick. Yes, single Good. dad, big Good. family or not, this is a really cool car, and I can't wait to drive my nieces and nephews to Good. soccer practice. Oh, I would listen to a Terrible Old Man. You know who that's by? Who? The Port in the Passport Trails Port. Ah! Uh, well done, Andy. All right. You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is our auto expert radio show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, just direct messages at our auto expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, our auto expert is uh, in the studio with me, Nick Miles, and of course, Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. Anthony, have you ever had your car broken into? I don't want to jinx this, Nick, especially in the Portland area. I do not want to jinx this. It's a yes or no. No, I have not yet Ooh. experienced that. Where is your car and uh, what's in it right now? <laughs> yeah, what's your license plate number? Yeah, I'm like the one Wisconsin license plate in the area. Oh, no. There's a lot of Wisconsin license plate numbers in, in Portland. People flood out of Wisconsin, especially in the winter. Well, with an Outback, I had to fit in <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, a- Andy, have you had your car broken into? Oh, yeah, you have. Yeah, like 17 times. <laughs> It's really annoying. It is. You it feel makes violated, me, right? I feel, yeah. One of the most frustrating thing for me was that I just I couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Like there was no repercussion. I couldn't hit nobody. I couldn't punch nothing. Yeah. Nothing. My stuff was just gone. Yeah. A reverdere. It's annoying, isn't it? You feel like. Yeah. I mean, you just feel like abused. Yeah. In a sense, you, too. You well, I mean it. You, and then packing all your stuff up and having to just take it with you all the time is really annoying. And it's humiliating when you have to clean the glass up. 
Like, no, you broke in the car. You made a mess for me. Yeah, they saw something in it, and they just wanted to snatch it and run off with it. Yeah. yeah there's a solution to protect your valuables in your car. I want to know about that. Oh, well, we might have a solution for you. Because joining us on the phone is uh, Ashley uh, Dixon, and she is uh, from a company that has uh, something called Console Vault. Um, Ashley, you guys came up with something kind of clever to put in your car so if somebody breaks in, they can't take your valuables so you can actually leave valuables in the car and not worry too much about them, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Our uh, One of our founders and uh, his business partner at the time back in uh, 2002, I believe, kind of came up with the concept. And uh, I think you guys had him on maybe a few months ago um, right. and kind of chatted with him briefly, Scott Bomasudo. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm here to kind of answer any additional questions you might have. Yeah. But, uh, no. Yeah, that's our product. It's super awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and we we like this idea. Um, you know, car break-ins, especially with, you know, there's so many homeless people out there and they're just smashing and grabbing everything that they can. Um, we, we had a story recently at a gas station and, and people were, um, you know, when you're at a gas station, you think you're pretty safe. And, yeah. and what was happening was people were looking out the window, talking to the gas attendant out of one window, and the people were coming up in the other window um, and opening the car door and grabbing what they could off the passenger seat um, because yep. you, weren't, you weren't paying attention. That's bold. Um, that's really horribly bold. Um, and, yeah, you know, it you, is, and it's a crime of opportunity like that. Like, like you're saying with that example, it's... Um, something that they kind of look for and then snap action happens in, a, in just a few moments. So tell us a little bit about how Console Vault uh, innovation process works. Uh, yeah, so Console Vault uh, has a pretty cool advantage of having actually a full engineering team on staff that's dedicated to new product innovation. Um, and in 2018, Console Vault actually merged with a company called DTERRA Solutions, which is a product commercialization and global supply chain company. Um, so with this additional uh, support and resources, uh, it really allowed Console Vault to exponentially expand our development and manufacturing capabilities. Um, and in terms of our, our in-house innovation and new product development, um, we have a quality and engineering team that conducts rigorous modeling, testing, and quality reviews before we launch new products. Um, and then we currently have over a dozen new products in the development pipeline. I have the privilege of um, sitting in on some of the weekly product development meetings, and I, I don't know how they get it all done. I get kind of overwhelmed when they kind of go through everything that's going through the process right now. So it's a pretty pretty cool process. So you're you're known basically for the in in car safe, 
and mm-hmm. and the one I'm most familiar I- with is sort of the safe that goes between the driver and the passenger seat, and it's mm-hmm. sort of where you would have uh, the storage bin area, a safe that's sort of there, mostly with SUVs, but you also have products for motorcycles and, and other vehicles, that's sort of a lockable safe where you can put items and sort of lock them in, and then you have right. different ways of opening them. Is that is it like a numbering? Is it like a combination lock or a fingerprint lock? How does it unlock? Yeah, we have currently uh, four different lock types um, that customers can choose from. So when they go to our website to build their safe, um, it will give you options. Um, you can choose from a key lock, uh, which you know some people just kind of prefer that, having the physical key. Um, and then we have a three-digit combination lock as well as a four-digit combination lock. And then we actually, this month, just launched a new upgraded four-digit lock, uh, which we're calling our Elite four-digit lock. Um, it features some upgraded tamper-proof features and some upgraded usability features as well. Um, and then it's exclusive to Console Vault. We're the only ones that currently have this uh, specific four-digit lock. So cool. those are our current lock types. And then not to get ahead of myself, but um, we actually are working on some additional uh, lock types uh, that will be launching this year as well. Um, And you're working on other products, are you, apart from the the, sort of other innovations, other kind of products that you'll have sort of safety products for vehicles? Yeah, uh, great question. So 2022 is going to be a busy and exciting year for us in terms of that. Um, so I know I already mentioned the, the new locks, uh, that locks that we're working on. We're going to have a whole, we're call it, going to call it our elite lock lineup. Um, so we're going to have a whole lineup underneath that kind of elite status with the upgraded security and whatnot. Um, on the same lines of like accessories, uh, we also are working on new a new LED lighting feature uh, that will be available soon um, to help solve the problem of low visibility inside the console safe. Nice. And then, of course, as you mentioned, uh, we're always working on new vehicle applications. Uh, we recently just watched uh, launched our first safe for um, Tesla, which fits the Tesla Model Three and Y. I believe years 2020 and 2021. Um, And then we have new applications for Subaru, Ford, and Toyota coming soon as well. And then, again, like you mentioned, based on our namesake, we kind of originated with that center console build for the safe. But we are developing new, like, long box safes, rear seat safes, trunk safes, um, and then... Actually, they do have a plan to launch like a universal safe option that can help uh, with vehicles that don't necessarily have a large enough center console or trunk space to kind of mount that to. How do you you sort of determine um, which vehicles next to develop stuff for? Yeah, um, it's kind of a hybrid process. Um, With over 20 years of experience, the team kind of just has naturally a solid grasp on new product development needs, uh, but they use a combination of factors. Um, The first thing is uh, Scott, the founder, really takes customer feedback 
really super seriously. Um, so we actually review weekly recaps of customer requests uh, to cross-reference. Um, we use those requests, cross-reference those with vehicle sales and other information to determine a product's viability. Um, and then secondly, they will go out and conduct additional internal research, including uh, gap analysis. We just completed one uh, recently to determine our coverage relative to the existing market. And then the most important element, in, in my opinion, in terms of new product development is um, our strong relationship that the company has with our OEM partners like Ford and Toyota. Um, so they actually have worked with Console Vault for so long and so closely that when they have a new vehicle launching, they'll reach out to us first to request a safe application. So in those cases, we can actually start that development process early and have it ready for the new vehicle when it launches. That's interesting because I'm heading to Dallas next week to drive the new Sequoia, which I'm pretty sure you've probably already got the uh, the application already well underway. <clears throat> which is interesting. So uh, We probably do. I can't quote you that off the top of my <laughs> head, but I know I heard someone earlier say they have a Subaru Outback. So yes, Anthony. I Hey-o. definitely have one for that. Um, so reach out to me after the call if you want, and Scott always loves sending people free safe. So there you go. Um, we, we definitely have one for your Outback out there in Wisconsin. <laughs> I like it. Thank there you, you Ashley. Yeah, yeah secure that cheese. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. His secure Wis- the cheese. His yeah. Wisconsin cheese could yeah. be locked up in the vehicle. <laughs> uh, biomet- exactly. Biometric <laughs> log. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, if if you want uh, to check out uh, the the safes, uh, where can people go to look at what you have? Uh, yep, just go to www.consolevault.com and they can use our shop by vehicle tool to pick their exact vehicle make and model to uh, see if we have a safe for them. Perfect. Uh, Ashley, thanks for joining us. If you want to keep your goods secure, go check it out. This is Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert. Over 20,000 people have downloaded Our Auto Expert podcast. Many more have streamed us. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy and Air Filter Anthony. Um, If you want to know the latest in business news when it comes to automotive, you will listen to this guy, Anton Wallman. He is an independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and Seeking Alpha. So it looks like uh, Tesla's lead time is shrinking depending on the geographies instead of their wait time of six to eight months for some models it now is looking like six to eight weeks in some cases this may be a sign of less demand do you think uh, the uh, the dream of tesla is shrinking well nick can see the background backdrop to what's happening here is that you know because tesla sells direct to the consumer we have slightly more a uniform insight into the, the delivery times because when you go to the Tesla website, depending on from which country you're ordering, it'll tell you that the expected delivery in so and so many months or so and so many weeks 
And for quite a while now, because of the shortages overall in the automotive industry, uh, com- combined production constraints with uh, the fact that uh, you know demand has been pretty strong here over the last year, year and a half, um, basically the wait times for a Tesla has uh, gone up generally over the last year, year and a half. But now it seems like the tide is turning. And that is that depending on from which geography you're trying to order, we've seen some pretty dr- dramatic reductions in the expected delivery times over the, just over the last month or so. And so that we can just ask ourselves why. Is it because Tesla is manufacturing all that many cars? Well, it doesn't appear to be the case because they've actually had some production stoppages from their largest factory, which is in China. Uh, although overall, I think Tesla's kept up production better than most other automakers. They've done a really good job there. So it looks like the problem is on the demand side. And uh, a reduction in demand can come in turn from, on the one hand, just more competition. There's simply too many cars to choose from, uh, on the one hand. Uh, all these new competitors that are, I mean, it's bewildering how many new competitors that are coming out almost every day, every week now. Uh, so that has to take its toll. The other one is just the economy overall. So on the one hand, we have just rising interest rates and the number of people who finance their car purchases and now are facing higher interest rates or just a reduction in overall economic uh, activity and prosperity, right? Because as things start to take a toll, these interest rates also mean that you have a lower probability of taking out a new home mortgage because you can't refinance. You might have been paying 4% on your previous loans, but if you try to refinance now, well, you might be paying 5%. So you're not going to refinance. There's no more equity to suck out of your property, therefore less money available to buy a car. So all of these factors may be contributing to this, but the worm, Nick, is clearly turning in terms of the demand side in the automotive industry now, whereby, yes, we've had production shortages that have caused prices to become very, very high, but there are some troubling signs on the demand side. And one of the early signposts here are that the delivery times for a new Tesla appear to be uh, shortening pretty dramatically in in a very short period of time here. Um, The semiconductor situation, obviously some companies hurting more than others, but is it getting better or worse? Yeah, I think we're finally starting to see the earliest glimmers of light in the tunnel, Nick. Uh, We've had, obviously, these problems for a little bit over a year now, since pretty much uh, February of 2021, and it really looked very bleak here just over the last six months in particular. But I think if we're looking at the commentary from multiple automakers now, and my best sources, is that they're trying now to see that uh, maybe in this fall uh, the, this this situation is starting to turn around. They're seeing uh, better commitments from the semiconductor makers about deliveries coming in here by the end of September so that as we move through the fourth quarter, I think that we should be able to get a more solid set of supplies out there uh, finally. I, I think the entirety of the production shortfall will take a bit longer to fully resolve. I think think we should look closer to uh, the latter parts of 2023 to be fully back to normal, so to speak. But I think that we can clearly see here if things don't uh, experience some other um, uh, new uh, shock to the system uh, that this fall by October or so, we should clearly see that the supplies will be turned back on uh, quite more than... uh, 
we were expecting just as of a couple of months ago. Um, we're also looking, of course, a lot of companies mentioning that they're looking to uh, start semiconductor production in the United States in the next few years. Uh, there is, of course, a cascade of new EVs coming down the pipeline, the new F-150 Lightning just getting delivered to the first customers. Um, uh, over the next two years, we're going to see a bunch of new vehicles coming. Who's got what and what are we expecting? You know, Nick, there's so much on that that it's hardly... Uh, easy to, to know where to begin because everything, uh, almost everything that the consumer touches is about to be electrified in a big way. And, uh, you know, we, we it used to be a parlor game as to, you know, basically this or that model. The reality is that we are now facing over 300 models, Nick, uh, within the next 12 months in total that are in the market. Over 300 models. Now, keep in mind, some of them are not going to be sold in all geographies. Is aha, my dealership in, you know, San Diego or whatever doesn't have 300 models uh, in total if you add up the Volkswagens and the Fords and what have you. But it's over 300 total from all automakers sold in all geographies and this is going uh, to essentially double the number of models that are out there and you can see how the automakers started starting to cut back on some of the non-ev models because you can't have so many of them out there i mean we saw uh, rumors most recently of kia and hyundai cutting back the sonata and the k5 these sort of mid-sized sedans that have competed with the likes of honda accord and toyota camry that must maybe on the chopping block at some point over the next couple of years. And this is a, not only a reflection, Nick, of the fact that most people are increasingly preferring crossover slash SUVs, but it's also a reflection of the fact that as more and more models go electric only, you just can't have the showrooms that doesn't have enough floor space to show this many models and you can't develop so many models. It's too expensive to do that, Nick. So you're going to find fewer non-EV models that will probably satisfy uh, the vast majority of the market and uh, to make way for more floor space for an increasing flora of all electric uh, vehicles of all sizes and shapes. We'll probably be all driving F-150 Lightnings anyway, won't we? Yeah, look, I mean, this is really a seminal uh, nameplate in the automotive industry. And I think that, you know, <laughs> this this is the big news in many ways of what came to market in calendar year 2022. I mean, yeah. probably nothing will match the importance in the North American geography. Mind you, that is a small part of the entire world, but nevertheless, for the North American audience, yeah. the F-150 going all electric yeah. is the clear biggest uh, game changer of the year. I think that's, there should be no question about that. Yeah. Anton Wallman, independent analyst and investor. You can read the majority of his stuff at The Street and at Seeking Alpha. There is probably nobody who has as much information as he does when it comes to the business side, to electrification and, of course, autonomous driving. We are our auto expert. You can read all of our stories, see our videos and, of course, uh, you can listen to this show at ourautoexpert.com from Automatic Andy, Airfilter Anthony, and myself, Nick Miles. See you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response. Yeah.